good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily numbers. There were 8,968 new COVID-19 cases and 64 more fatalities recorded during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Friday morning. The number of new cases fell from the 9,658 announced on Thursday when the country recorded 84 more deaths. On Thursday, 8,747 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. There was also 4,575 positive ATK tests. Since April 1, when the third wave of COVID-19 began, Thailand has tested 1.8 million COVID-19 patients, with 1.7 million of them who have recovered to date. And we'll start off with the first story of the day. Lisa unavailable for New Year countdown. Thai-born singer La Lisa, Lisa Manoban, a member of K-pop group Blackpink, is not available to perform at the New Year countdown in her homeland, managing agency YG Entertainment have announced. In a brief statement in Thai and English, the South Korean agency reacted to the news that Lisa Manoban has confirmed to join the countdown event in Thailand. We are very grateful and honoured for such a proposal to appear, but unfortunately Lisa will not be able to attend the event. We hope we've cleared up any confusion. Thank you. Yutasak Supasorn, the governor of the Tourism Authority of Thailand, said the announcement was sent to the TAT's sole office. TAT respected the decision and hoped to work with Lisa in the future, he said. TAT would then organize events under the concept Reopen Thailand, Culture and Tourism Festival in tourism pilot areas or Blue Zone provinces and other areas, Mr. Yutasak said. The events would feature local artists in various genres of music and promote the tourism industry on both domestic and international markets, he said. Now, this is exactly what we all thought was going to happen, and yes, it has happened yet again. No surprise here. A statement from the Minister of Tourism and Sport basically has come out and said that the Minister of Tourism and Sports said the miscommunication was due to the Ministry of Tourism and Sport having communicated the matter without examining the relevant details. He said he would currently withhold from speaking about whether the renowned opera singer Andre Bocelli would be able to hold a countdown performance in Thailand, adding that a lesson has been learned to not speak about something that's not yet final. The Minister said he would be more careful when giving out information in the future and that's his statement as well now to be honest this is the guy who also who, who did say last week that she was confirmed that both of them were confirmed and they were signing their contracts this week I mean, it just goes to show that none of what they said was true. There was no contracts. There was no contact, apparently. It's all just ministers talking and presuming that their talk is just going to all happen. And unfortunately now, it's a lot of people have been left disappointed. And also from the point of view of the girl herself, you know, I hope people in Thailand don't get the idea that she doesn't want to perform because I'm sure if she had the opportunity to perform to her own citizens, she would. But that decision is taken out of her hands because, you know, she's under an agency and they decide where she performs and when she does so it's not in her hands either it's the agency but yet again the unprofessionalism shown in this by the tourism authority of thailand and the ministry of sports and tourism is just unbelievable i think we've come to expect a little bit of this too anyway we'll move on to our next story thailand's main airport runs tests ahead of country's reopening 
Sunilaboom International Airport conducted drills today to test its readiness to cope with the arrival of foreign tourists on November 1 when Thailand reopens its borders to arrivals by air. The drill involved 150 people pretending to be tourists arriving from Germany to establish how long it'll take for each passenger to disembark, go through thermal sensors, process documentation, pass immigration and custom checks and leave the airport. The airport director Kittipong Kitakachorn said that the average time to complete the whole process should be about 25 minutes. The airport has also formulated guidelines for arriving passengers after their disembarkation. First, passengers will be divided into those with a certificate of entry and those with the Thailand Pass. They will have a temperature check with anyone over 37.3 degrees Celsius being separated for more health checks. The remaining passengers will go directly to the immigration checkpoints, baggage reclaim and customs checks before meeting officials in the arrival hall prior to heading for their hotels which must have been booked in advance. Kittipong assured the public that the airport is 100% ready with 80 flights due to land on Monday, the first being from Japan's Narita Airport expected to land around midnight. According to the Department of Consular Affairs, arriving passengers are divided into those from 46 low-risk departure points who need not be quarantined if they are fully inoculated with recognized vaccines, have produced a negative COVID-19 test, result within 72 hours before departure and have 50,000 of health insurance coverage. After passing the RT-PCR test upon arrival, they can travel anywhere in Thailand but must download and install a tracking app and pass antigen tests at the end of their first week in Thailand. The second group are passengers from other countries entering the 17 sandbox provinces for a minimum of seven days without being quarantined at their hotels. They will be required to take an initial RT-PCR test at their hotel and a second on the 7th day of their stay. Those who do not meet the conditions set for the first two groups are required to isolate at their hotels for 10 days, during which they will undergo RT-PCR tests before being able to venture out. The Minister of Foreign Affairs spokesperson Tani Sankrat explained that the Thailand Pass is a registration system via the website tp.consular.go.th for travel to Thailand, which is intended to replace the COEs on November 1st, so as to reduce paperwork. He said, however, that tourists still need to apply for a visa and go through the visa checks. During the transition period from COE to Thailand Pass, Thai embassies and consular offices abroad will continue to issue COEs via the website coethailand.mfa.go.th until November 1. COEs issued prior to November 1 are still valid and can be used without the need to apply for the Thailand Pass, he added. So that's just a little update on them preparing now for the reopening on November 1 and it's good that they are doing airport drills. 25 minutes from the time you get off the plane till you get out of the airport. Pretty good going to be honest with you. They've obviously never encountered immigration queues before because I can tell you I've encountered a few and I certainly wasn't. I was at least 25 minutes in the queue for immigration so we'll see what happens when we have a lot of people coming into the airport. It's very easy to do a drill like this when there's nobody else in the airport but when you have maybe seven or eight flights arriving at one time I think it's going to be a completely different story as well so yeah we'll see how it works out but at least they're you know preparing and are getting ready for it and that definitely is a positive sign and next up curfew alcohol ban to be lifted in bangkok and other provinces from november 1 Thailand's Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration has decided to ease lockdown restrictions further by lifting the nighttime curfew and the ban on serving alcohol drinks in restaurants in Bangkok and some other provinces affected from November 1. The CCSA has also significantly reduced the number of the provinces in the maximum strict controlled areas or the so-called dark red zones. The changes include Bangkok for November 1, which coincides with the reopening of Thai borders to foreign visitors. Only in the new dark red zones, which now include 
Shantanaburi, Tak, Nakansi Tamara, Nari Tawat, Patani Yala and Sankla, where COVID-19 infections are still surging, the curfew from 11pm to 3am will remain in place as restrictions have been lifted in Thailand's remaining 70 provinces. In this zone, half of state employees are required to work from home, while any gatherings of more than 50 people are still prohibited. Sports and venues can open until 10pm, with more than 25% of spectators allowed. Malls, markets and supermarkets can also open until 10pm. According to the CCSA, Bangkok, Krabi, Panya and Phuket are the only provinces where alcoholic drinks may be served in eateries. In provinces categorised as under watch and in tourism sandbox areas, most restrictions have been lifted. Businesses, entertainment, recreational activities and schools can resume as normal no pubs and bars in thailand can reopen at this time so there's a little bit of an improvement in terms of alcohol and the easing restrictions so we have the curfew now is going to be cut from november 1 onwards except in about six different areas now and they can serve alcohol no actually they have been serving alcohol in phuket and panya province for the last month i guess maybe they don't know that in bangkok i'm not sure but uh, yes so now you'll be able to serve alcohol in restaurants in bangkok krabi panya and phuket which means basically Basically, half the bars will be open serving popcorn as their main course but so be it it's the beginning and that's a good thing and we're starting to see the restrictions you know being reduced now and that'll definitely help and uh, spur on tourism I think in the next few months and up next, more information on the Thailand Pass. The government will launch the Thailand Pass system to fast-track procedures for foreign visitors when the country reopens this Monday. Meanwhile, Bangkok Governor Police General Aswan Kwan Muang said the capital is ready to welcome back travellers from overseas as all of the city's residents have received their first shot of COVID-19 vaccine and 75% have been double vaccinated. Government spokesman Tanakorn Wambung Khan Chana said Thailand is ready to reopen with the Thailand Pass system set to replace certificate of entry and reduce unnecessary paperwork. The Department of Consular Affairs worked with the Digital Government Development Agency to develop the new web-based system for both Thai and foreign travellers to fill in their travel and health information and upload related documents before they set off. Foreign tourists and Thais who wish to enter Thailand can register for the Thailand Pass online at tp.consular.co.th from Monday. Approval should take one to three days. So we're back to one to three days again. That's good. I mean, that's very good. Immediate approval would apply in cases where applicants vaccine documents can be verified instantly using a provided QR code provided the issuing country has supplied a public key so Thai authorities can verify the documents, Mr. Tanakorn said. The Department of Disease Control will also carry out inspections according to criteria set by the Public Health Ministry. A system has been put in place to verify safety and health administration plus accommodation, bookings and alternative quarantine systems, the spokesman said. Once they have received approval, travellers can download the Thailand Pass QR code to show to airlines and screening officers. They also need to present COVID-19 test results from no later than 72 hours prior to a travel, Mr. Tanakorn said. Upon arrival in Thailand, they will not need to fill out a TM-8 or a TM-6 form, but only download the Morchana application. Visitors from 45 countries and the Hong Kong Special Administration region that are exempt from quarantine or test and go tourists will stay one night at the SHA Plus or AQ Hotel to receive their PCR tests and wait for the result, the spokesman said. Mr. Tanakorn said that those who travel later can update some of their information. They will not need to submit a new application as the system will keep their information for one year since their last vaccination date. Those who had already received a COE can still use the document and seek refunds directly from the hotels where they registered, the spokesman said. Prime Minister Priya Chanacha will chair a meeting for the COVID-19 Situation Administration to discuss preparations for the looming reopening. Asked if Bangkok could face another lockdown given another surge, Police General Aswan said an assessment will be made 
made every seven days. He expressed confidence in the vaccination drive, adding the remaining 25% of the city's population will get their second shots in the coming days. Emergency response plans for Bangkok are already in place. Measures are also in place to handle visitors to important sites such as the Grand Palace, the Emerald Buddha Temple and Wat Po, he said. Visitors must book hotels beforehand. When they check in, they will be tested for COVID-19 and spend the night waiting for results. If the results come back negative, they will be allowed to travel. Visitors who do not book hotels will not be allowed to enter. Yes, a couple of things today that I've heard. Uh, Firstly, the length of time between when you get your PCR test and you get the result apparently has been set at six hours and that's the maximum length of time that the the hospital is allowed. So they have to get you that result within six hours. So that's a good thing. So you're not going to be waiting a long period of time. That's number one. The second thing is in relation to children. So children under 12 years of age who are traveling with vaccinated parents or a guardian are exempt from having to have a vaccination. However, children 12 to 18 are treated as if they're adults for the test and go system therefore they must be fully vaccinated they must comply with pcr testing and they must have insurance now children between 12 and 18 who do not have vaccine certificate who are not vaccinated can enter under the sandbox program and then they would be exempt from being vaccinated as long as they're traveling with a guardian so yes a lot of families with teenagers who are not vaccinated are going to have to do the sandbox program the test and go will not suffice for them unless their children have all been fully vaccinated and i think around the world we know that a lot of children are not at the moment look monday's coming around they still haven't set the price of the pcr test what i think is important People need to know how much they're going to have to pay when they arrive. And as I said, it's meant to be standardized across the way. At least we know now how long you should expect before you get your test result. Six hours, not too bad. The reducing of the paperwork... I don't know if I really believe there's a reduction in the paperwork. If you actually line up the procedures for the sandbox and the test and go, there is very little difference between either. In fact, they look very identical, except one being that you're allowed to travel if you're from 46 countries, and the other means you're stuck in certain areas like Phuket or Panya or uh, Krabi or wherever it may be. So yeah, okay, fair enough. That's the difference. It's not much of a difference. Another thing that was interesting to see is that people who are frequent travelers will have their information kept in the system. So you won't have to upload all this stuff every single time. And that's a very, very good thing. Actually, I heard about this before, but I didn't know whether or not it had been confirmed. Now for expats who have SSO, social security coverage, which means they're covered in a Thai hospital, the CCSA have said, yes, you will be allowed to use that as your insurance guarantee to enter the country okay so that's a good thing for expats who work here and covered underneath that they're not gonna have to fork out for another insurance policy you know very good or if you have your own policy in thailand you can use that as well as long as it meets the minimum requirements fair enough the other thing in relation to insurance the insurance can be from anywhere in the world it doesn't need to be from thailand and it's not specific for covid19 your insurance policy, which a normal travel travel policy will suffice, okay, as long as it does cover COVID. It should also cover other things like critical illness and, you know, as a, an insurance policy would do. And the most of them that I have seen do cover COVID now. So most insurance policies with the minimum coverage of 50,000 US dollars, I think there's good choice out there, you know, so I don't think it's going to be overly expensive. I mean, for example, I was just looking in Ireland at policies and a policy covering you for 2.5 million euro for a year, I think it was. I think it was about a year. It was nearly about 200 euro, 220 euro. So really, you can search for good insurance that will cover you and cover COVID. And that's all it has to do is cover you in the event you get COVID. That's all they want. I think it's going to be a certainly uh, improvement. 
as long as you don't have to start showing all these documents when you arrive and it's going to be simply scan your Thailand QR code onto immigration customs and out the door fair enough now another thing in Bangkok which is quite interesting is that currently only hotels that have teamed up with hospitals can accept people on the first night I don't know if these swab hubs have actually even opened up I don't believe they have so unless the hotel has teamed up with a hospital they won't be able to accept people so not every hotel will be doing this so there may be a limited number that you can have each day coming into Thailand or Bangkok, for example. And I, I've heard the Prime Minister discuss limiting the numbers, at least at the beginning, coming into Thailand. So that may be one way to do it. Now, if you arrive in Phuket, currently you will still do your PCR test at the airport, which is fine. Look, I think that'll change if the numbers go up because I just can't see how on earth they'd be able to cope with 10,000 people a day coming through there and having to do PCR tests and I think that would be quite difficult for them. I will as I said I'm going to update tomorrow with a proper guide to the Thailand Pass and then on November 1 when the Thailand Pass goes online I will try to do kind of a screen recording of how you upload your documents and let's see if it's as easy as they say or what kind of pitfalls will come into it or whatnot. But anyway that's it on that and we'll move on to our next story. Plan C country as a hemp hub. The industry ministry is planning to make Thailand a hub of hemp businesses to produce new products in the medical sector and support tourism. Officials are working on a budget plan and will ask the cabinet to allocate money for hemp business development, said the industry minister Suraya Jungkrung Prankit. The government wants hemp and herbs to be new economic crops to help drive the domestic economy and increase farmers' revenue, he said. Development of hemp and cannabis products is seen as having business potential due to strong demand in the global market. Experts have found hemp is rich with cannabidol or CPD, which can be used to treat a number of ailments. Pornchai Padmindra, president of the Thai Industry Hemp Trade Association, said the association has made a hemp development plan as part of a plan to support agricultural products and make Thailand a key manufacturer of hemp-based products in the medical sector. We expect hemp products will be a new source of revenue in the future and create new opportunities in the market, he said. The association expects the hemp market in Thailand to grow by 25% a year and in the next three years the market value is expected to increase to 3 trillion baht, up from 800 billion baht at present. Many companies have already announced plans for hemp businesses development. Eastern Spectrum Group, a local marijuana and hemp business operator, said it plans to develop 5,000 rye of hemp plantation in Ratchaburi over a three-year period to make high-value added products for medicine, cosmetic, food and beverage industries. The company expects to harvest 90,000 tons of hemp a year, allowing it to make 3 tons of CPD oil annually to serve demand. Virichai Nanakorn, honorary president of the Thai Industry Hemp Trade Association, stressed the group will continue to promote hemp and build a new industry for the plants. Hemp can be developed and go to upstream, midstream and downstream production processes, he said. The association and the industry minister are scheduled to organise the Thailand International Hemp Forum and Expo next year. Japan held the first international hemp exhibition titled International Hemp Environmental Forum. And next up, Thailand's Kochang Sandbox to kick off on November 11th. Thailand's eastern province of Trat plans to officially reopen foreign and domestic travellers under its Kochang Sandbox scheme on November 11th. Governor of Trat Province Cham Nam Wit Thi Rat has ordered Kochang Island District to prepare for reopening under the scheme to revive the local tourism sector. It also plans to proceed with Kokud Sandbox soon. Those travelling under the scheme must be fully inoculated as per the Thailand Pass regulations. Jarawan Jing Katanon of the Tourism Industry Council of Trat Province, who is also part of the Kochang Sandbox Committee, explained that the scheme will boost local tourism and increase the income of local communities. She also claimed that the locals 
agree with the reopening but it must be done with preventative measures in place. Trat only in the area of Kochang is among the 17 provinces declared that they can reopen to overseas arrivals on November 1st as part of Thailand's next phase of reopening. Now you'd wonder why they're opening on on November 11th when everywhere else is opening on November 1. And it seems the governor in this province seems to be kind of uh, like lazing behind everyone. He's just given the order for them to prepare to open while the rest of the country or the other area sandboxes will all be open on November 1. These guys are another 11 days behind. Of course, have they told anybody this? just now before it all happens i mean come on Uh, it seems a bit odd that they're just so far behind everybody else as well it's it's as if they didn't know they were in the sandbox and suddenly it was just sprung on them so yeah well we'll see how this works out for them as well but hope kochang is a nice island it's a nice place so i mean hopefully it will benefit from the international tourism and the sandbox scheme And now for some Phuket news. We had 622 international arrivals yesterday. They arrived on five flights, one Emirates, one Etihad, one El Al and two Singapore airline flights. In Phuket, the total number of doses administered under the second dose scheme now is at 77% of the population of Phuket. And the number of people who've had a third dose is now at 46% of the Phuket population. So actually, the third dose now has actually been quite low. A lot of people don't seem interested in getting that third dose, but I wonder, is it because of the injection method that's deterring people? Now we'll move on to some quick stories that are around Phuket. Driver injured as passenger van slams into power pole. The driver of a passenger van is in hospital recovering from head injuries sustained when the van he was driving slammed into a roadside in northern Phuket earlier this morning. Taxi drivers urged to up their game ahead of the November 1 tourist reopening. As Phuket prepares to welcome tourists with the full reopening of the country on Monday, November 1, authorities on the island have issued a reminder to transport providers, specifically taxi drivers, to adapt a more professional approach. And finally, boy shot outside police station during protest dies. A 15-year-old boy who was seriously wounded by a bullet in chaotic scenes in front of the Ding Dang police station in August died yesterday morning, according to the Amnesty International Thailand. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.